pushing that torque around in the bowl. Hi, and welcome to Actual Play, the podcast edition. This is Band of Blades, episode 10, part one. Uh, we've got guest star John LaBeouf Little standing in for Misha today. And uh, many of us are coming back from our cons. We're rested and rejuvenated. Um, and importantly, the dev team has copies of Band of Blades in their hands. This was the episode where it made it out to everyone, and uh, we all had a lot of fun showing off the book. So sorry you can't see that in the podcast, but if you check out the YouTube uh, version, you'll see us all gleefully uh, holding off our copies. It was good times. Um, we uh, spent some time just sort of reveling in the big win that we had uh, in the last mission, the uh, to light the fires of Kabbalah and to keep them uh, safe for a week as we recovered Zora, as well as the Ember Wolves just crushing it in the forest, rolling our first crit on a secondary engagement, on a secondary mission. Very, very cool. And uh, we did that, you know, out of game as, as players reveling, but we also did that in game. Um, we had a medal ceremony, ceremony for Flavia. She was awarded the uh, Sword of Valor which is a, a little special cool rule in the back of the book um, that if, if someone uh, defeats a lieutenant or an infamous, and in this last session we defeated both, uh, that, that the soldier uh, or rookie that was deemed to be most responsible for this outcome is, uh, is granted this, this, this award. And so we had a very cool uh, ceremony where a few rookies were made soldiers and Flavia was granted the, uh, the Sword of Valor. Um, and then a very delightful back at camp scene where uh, the ghost owls got to know their their, their captain a little better. And Lucretia uh, mostly just grumbled while Sergei uh, also grumbled about not having a proper panyard name yet. And uh, it, we, had, we had some good times talking about panyard names and how they were earned and uh, flashing back to Crimson Rising Tide. Uh, in the campaign, that's some fun campaign actions uh, where I, I, for the first time ever as quartermaster, uh, had a surplus. I'm never used to a surplus. I'm always, I'm always in debt. Uh, so it was, it was fantastic being able to build off of that. Uh, and then we, uh, uh, then we did our mission briefing, and we're about to jump into the missions themselves. So I hope you enjoy um, all of these back at camp scenes and get ready for uh, for the next mission that we go on. Uh, <laughs> you doing laundry? Hi, all, and welcome to Actual Play Band of Blades, the Laundry Edition, with uh, plenty of quarters to spread around. Uh, I'm Sean. I use he/him pronouns. I haven't gotten a chance to play this game for two weeks because I was up at Go Play playing this game, uh, which was amazing. I played with somebody, and he said this was his uh, best game he had ever played that session and i was like well that warms my little black heart so uh it was wonderful um but i'm so glad to be coming back and playing with all of you uh how about you jay i'm jay i use he him uh, i'm recovering from the weekend of freedom so i'm moving kind of slow dragging a little bit but i'm anxious to uh get back in here we're uh, coming off of uh, a big uh win last session so uh, epic win yes yes an epic win so i want some more of that how about you jen uh i'm jen martin i use she her pronouns 
Uh, yeah, I, I we had an epic win, but also this session is where Rhea and Zyanova get to be reunited in their love, even if they can't go on a mission together. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, what about you, John? Uh, yeah, I'm John. Uh, I use he, him pronouns, and um, I'm delighted to be here. It's my first time streaming anything, and uh, also uh, the first time in a long time that I've actually gotten to play this game instead of run it. So I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah, how about you, Strash? Hey, I'm Strash. Uh, he, him pronouns as well. And uh, I got this in the mail. <laughs> So, um, that big guy, no. <laughs> I have to Good. tell you folks, I, I know I know we're supposed to save uh, kind, kind of promotions till the end, but holding this book is something else. It, uh, I laid it out, uh, we wrote like every page of it, and at the end of the day, I sent the files that went to the printer, and I, it still hit me real hard when I saw it, because it, it, the realness of it is very, very different than the, the, the digital files. So um, yeah, okay. That's all I wanted to say. I love it. It's awesome. I'll show it again, I'm sure, during this yeah. session. Yeah, it's 464 pages of amazingness. Wow. As, uh, as John said before the stream, it's too loud. <laughs> yeah, it's true, too loud. <laughs> all right, um, cool. So last session, uh, Jen, do you want to do the recap? Oh my God. Um... Yeah, so last session, um, we lit the fires of Kavala yeah. uh, and then fucking held them for a week. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who was the rookie that helped Zora uh, into the sort of belly of the, of the temple. Uh, I want to say it was Coral. It was Coral. Okay, yeah. And Coral uh, saw that, you know, pushing, pushing one... A body, if memory serves, uh, into the fire, made it go, you know, burn white hot. Uh, so Coral was like, cool, all the rest except one. Uh, and then it was big fire, much fire, all the fire. Um, Mucho fire. Yep. And uh, got Zora into it, and uh, where she cooked, healed, question mark, all of the above. I, uh, um, and uh, yeah, and then um, Flav Flavia and um, about raging blaze. Yes, thank you. Uh, went off to like drop bombs on the side of the mountain to um, prevent Render's sort of splinter cell because uh, it wasn't really Render's whole like force coming over. It was just like you know, one guy, well, I, I say it was just like one guy. It was like 50. <laughs> it was like 50, including this like heartless and uh, yeah. Flayed dude. Yeah. Um, yep. The flayed dude. Yeah, the flayed. Yeah. Oh man. Um, flayed dude has a name. Hold on. I know what it is. I just need to find uh, it. It starts with an I, I think. Starts with an I. Do you mean Irog the Flayed? We Irog. do mean Irog the Flayed. We took out yeah. Irog the Flayed last time, John. Who we I've heard of him. Murdered. We uh, super murdered him. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Speaking of which, in this gorgeous four, uh, 600 or 464 page book, there's a thing that we should talk about called the Sword of Valor. Yeah, yeah, on page 438. Then, uh, when you give me the go ahead, please continue. I'm sorry to cut you off, but when yes. you give me the go ahead, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, yeah, so we uh, we got rid of Irag the Flayed, and um, none of us died in the doing of that. Kind of surprisingly, I was yeah, surprised. Yeah, skirmish. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, and uh, sort of in tandem while we were doing that, um, uh, well, I, sh I should say after that, I know Flavia uh, ended up remembering or, or checking out some wards or something, and she ended up um being able to activate the wards with weave which was a whole thing uh and i feel like i'm missing a whole other side of this yeah uh, uh awesome a wall yeah on and on the heartless mission into dress mm -hmm. those black oak knights into the enemy camp but yeah. that's right that's right i was like there's yeah, a whole second yeah. part of this that i yeah yeah because we we couldn't leave well enough alone we weren't like oh we're just gonna wait for him and come back it was like no we're gonna go to their camp and so discord in between mm -hmm. um, the Black Oak Knights and the undead. Um, and, and we sabotaged um, a siege engine. Well, we didn't sab, like we prevented them from having the necessary parts to be able to assemble it later. Yeah, and we also set all their horses free and we also killed a bunch of Black Oak Knights. <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Yeah, yeah we, we yeah. super sabotaged it. And Maltali dropped a wall on uh, uh, true. On Voyevich uh, um, and yep. the Heartless, yep, uh -huh. and then fought no him. Deal. Just a wall. He, then, then he retreated, and when he came back, Motali fought him uh, inside the keep, and uh, and slayed him. So we took out a yeah. lieutenant and an infamous. That's right. That's right. That's it right. It was yeah, a yeah, twofer. Oh my God! We didn't. That that wasn't that wasn't like a huge win. That was like three huge wins. Yeah. That we did there. And I just want to point out that that uh, Cobalt Raging Blaze is 100% convinced that Flavia is Zora's chosen because not only <laughs> did Flavia plant the bombs and blow up the mountainside and somehow survive it, mm -hmm. but also Flavia was the one who, in, in, in Raging Blaze's perspective, struck the killing blow against Erog the Flayed, or at least was mm -hmm. the one that ran up and like uh, exposed herself, and then yeah. was the one who to do this I went into the Bananas flames. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. thing and lit up the wards around the the, yep. the, the temple. Uh, yeah. So just saying. I'm mm -hmm. thinking mm -hmm. chosen lowercase c right now, capital right. C should Zora fall. That's my mm. that's my yeah. my stance on things. I would so love it if Flavia the Butcher became a chosen. I can't even say. Uh, Strash, you you were uh, you were gonna say something about the book? Yeah, there's actually a couple of things to talk about. Uh, the first one is actually, oh, uh, I'm sorry, John. Are you have you just been marshal for five minutes? Because I'm about to throw a scene at you. Uh -oh. um, there's a thing in the book. It's an optional rule, but I feel like we're going to use it here. Okay, so there is a rule. Uh, it's in chapter 11, which is like the hacking chapter and extends some rules called medals, and it talks about different medals that legionnaires can win for actions. And there's one in particular, I've been, I've been keeping an eye on these, but we haven't seen a lot of these during the game. Uh, so I, I think there's one in particular that's super important right now. So I'm gonna have John frame a medal ceremony. So I'm just gonna put this in your head so you can think for the 30 seconds it's gonna take me this. It says, the Sword of Valor. You are eligible for the Sword of Valor when you bring down an infamous or lieutenant. If multiple troops are involved in the action, the marshal chooses the one they feel most influenced the course of the fight. The medal is only awarded 
to rookies and soldiers. So unfortunately, specialists are not eligible. This is for line troops only. Those who wear the Sword of Valor proudly may always choose what squad they belong to, even over the marshal's objections. What? Hmm. Tricky. So, um, Matali, uh, I believe there has been both an infamous and a uh, lieutenant killed, uh, and I believe that the... I, I don't want to influence you unduly in your report to the marshal, but I feel like one soldier in particular distinguished herself, uh, striking the killing blow against the Arag the Flayed, and also lighting that uh, Heartless on Fire using the wards. Uh, but uh, you tell me uh, what kind of light you paint your troops in when they return back with uh, Zora bright and bushy-tailed in tow. Uh... Grey Wafting Smoke was actually the leader of that last mission, not Maltali. But Grey Wafting Smoke was played by, by Misha. But... Well, we can all the vote. Character, I was going to say, didn't the character Misha played, like, weren't they instrumental in shooting Iraq? Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. They did shoot Iraq. But anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I, I want you to do it. I just. Yeah, what is the official, what does the official action report say? Like, <laughs> Who who shot slash stabbed slash what? Yeah, I think this one's on you. Who files that? Yeah. Um, uh, it would be great wafting smoke, but since Misha's not present, we can all do it as a group, or yeah. we can say, hey, the other person that played a hell of a lot of great wafting smoke is Jay. Maybe Jay gets the vote. Yeah. Whatever you folks want to do. Um, it's. I just thought that it'd be cool to have a medal ceremony because it's a very military thing. It's not something we see in the game very often. Well, we also have three people right? promoting from rookie to soldier. So this mm -hmm. medal ceremony is not just the Sword of Valor. It's also Lenka uh, Dalanova, Coral Riftingry from the Shattered Lions, and I think somebody from the Stags? I can't remember who. No. Um, yeah, everybody's getting promotions. Yeah, we had... Um, we had who went on the secondary mission? I can't remember now. That I don't recall. Because they critted in one of them. I'm going to have to look. Why can't I find? Um... Anyway. Well, anyway, we have three people being promoted. So, yeah. Seems like a big deal. So are we doing a are we doing a scene of that? I, I mean the the procession in my mind is uh, you have you have to do it publicly, right? You can't just give someone a medal and then be quiet about that, like uh, has to be done in front of the troops. Yeah. You shouldn't. <laughs> right, you shouldn't. Right. You should you can, but you shouldn't. You can, but you shouldn't. Well you have uh, a big so thing it, about not doing things in private. We have a big thing about everybody eating we meals do. together. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, but the... I like the scene of this medal and promotion ceremony with the backdrop of like one of the temple's walls just being completely demolished. Ah, that we did. We did that. So that's nice. so good. Very cool. Um, yeah, and I think that, um, uh, that like there might have been a discussion about which person to have. Um, have get this particular medal because I don't think actually we've seen any medals being issued since the beginning of the game. No, we haven't. So uh, something of a special moment. 
Um, so what is the uh, what is the general feeling of the command staff then about who should get this honor? Um, I think I don't think Strasha's original question has been answered yet, which is how is the mission report presented? Yeah. Um, and I think that can be up to all of us, um, you know, collectively. Yeah. I, I can tell you that that uh, that specialist scout Cobalt Raging Blaze, uh, Daredevil, uh, <laughs> and who travels like the wind and who's always first when it comes to a question of who goes first, is first to say that Flavia faced <laughs> Irag the flayed in face-to-face -face combat and just and, and 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 cut off his arm that could have easily cleaved her in <laughs> half. Her butcher skills. Yes. Yeah. And uh, oh, and oh. she is not only <laughs> bravest among us all, but she also is the one that's been touched by the gods because Zora taught her <laughs> how to ignite the flames of Kabbalah. So if anyone's going to deserve. A metal. It's. I feel like Flavia would be deeply uncomfortable with all of this, but she's probably like unconscious in a tent while this conversation is happening. That's possible. It's it's none other than uh, the thunder goddess, the first oh one to find the hammer of Matiara <laughs> and right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That is right. <laughs> oh my god, I yeah. forgot about them. Uh, Marchioness Flavia Tirana. Yes. <laughs> my piece right there. Nice. Uh, Sounds like yeah. someone's volunteered to present medals. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to argue with that. I think that um yeah, I think that's where you have to put it, right? You have me a thunder goddess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yes. She's <laughs> like that, that was me. <laughs> cool. So then I guess the, the ceremony, I mean, are, are you hurt then? Are you like, um, are, you, are you mostly okay? Uh, uh, are you asking about Flavia? Oh, yeah, Flavia, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think she's like, she's got a, she's got a one arm marked by Zora. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, I think she's, I think she's just exhausted. So there, there might be, uh, she might have to like- Can I do a, a cool or, thing? Yeah, yeah, do it, do it. I think there's probably a moment um, where we kind of see like Flavia immolated in fire, uh, kind of like screaming, and then her eyes snap open and she realizes that she's in her tent. And and you know, like this, if, if we're shooting this as a TV show, you know, she like picks mm -hmm. up her hand and, and we see that glow through her veins, and then it just fades out, and she just hears a voice creepily in the tent say, I'm sorry about that. It won't wear out for a bit. You realize that Zora is sitting there watching you sleep. <laughs> oh my. Uh, not not like, awkward. Not, not, not like with a chair or anything. She's got her back against the tent wall. And actually she seems to be sitting in the same position that she was when she had the holes in her and she was bleeding everywhere, but she's fine now. Um, yeah. And she stands up and all she says is, it's time for the ceremony. Uh, well, I think if she if she wasn't awake before, she's fucking awake now. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So she like, yep. I, no, no words. She, nope. She just goes. Awesome. Awesome. 
John, what does this look like? Do you make like uh, a podium or like what the hell? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's actually because there's so much going on. It's probably done like in the center of camp. There's like um, some sort of I don't know, like a like what do they call that when you have like a, a raised yeah like a dais a, yeah something like that or a podium wrapped it out of wood you know something makeshift that you can like disassemble um and there's uh, uh the marshals you know speaking to the troops and saying you know uh, uh, over the last mission uh, you know we had many challenges before us and uh what looked like it would be a, a dark hour of our our tale continuing into uh, you know even darker times uh, was was brought into the, the light um, by these fine <laughs> soldiers uh, that stand before you and then um, probably uh, go through each one and say you know for a distinguished service in the course of your last mission you know I, I uh, promote you to soldier of the legion uh, uh, privilege to all the uh, privileges that rank bestows, but also uh, beholden to all the duties uh, that come with that position. Uh, and then pinning um, a, uh, is it pin? I guess we're, for, for a soldier, maybe it is a pin. Um, uh, pinning something onto each one of them. And then finally stopping at uh, Flavia. Can I make a small suggestion? Go for it. Uh, if, if you are upgrading in rank, you may go from a cloth patch to one that's actually like a soldier's patch it can be 3D and like carved out of metal, but it still goes into the same position. Awesome. Uh, it's just an indication of upgrade in the same squad, but it's still the same logo. I like it. Yeah. Um, so fixing the uh, upgraded version of those. Uh, the plate. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to reckon, I'm going to say, I'm going to, because I can't remember, I'm looking feverishly through our squads. The only two squads that could have been on the last secondary mission were the ghost owls or the ember wolves. And I think we sent the wolves in for the werewolf mission. So, uh, right. Yes, yeah. obviously. So, I think it's Marinin Petrovich that was promoted. None of the ember wolves have been made, they're all, they're all, uh, they're all, uh, rookies right now except for john did you say you made one baronet titus i, I yeah i i am it's a rookie yeah well if you want he uh uh he could have been he could have been the one one of them gets upgraded to soldier and we should pick that so we can don't forget about it so do you want it to be the character you were excited nah. about playing nah, nah. i want to play a rookie okay <laughs> all right then let's do marinin petrovich who's the who's the who's the um uh, all right the leader okay excellent uh, yeah, so, uh, um, and then just walking down the line until uh, I guess we get to uh, uh, Flavia. And um, uh, yeah, like holding up a pin, uh, you know, the sword of, uh, the sword of valor in, a, in his hands, the marshal, or in her hands, actually, uh, the marshal will talk about the, you know, the, the importance of distinguishing oneself in uh, in the field and how the Legion always um, recognizes those who uh, put themselves in harm's way for, uh, for others and uh, accomplishes great deeds uh, thereby. And uh, we'll affix the sort of valor um, to Bavia's uniform. Uh, wear it with pride and uh, 
represent the region in the best. Uh, yeah. Can I add a detail in the background? Yeah, please. So the banner person for the person who held the flag for um, the Grinning Ravens, which was what Flavia is part of, was Cobalt Raging Blaze, and Cobalt did not make it. Uh, he, he died. So uh, Cobalt, sorry, uh, I'm getting my names mixed up. Uh, mm -hmm. Crimson Rising Tide was the one who held it, um, and he did not make it. So Cobalt Raging Blaze, the scout, uh, is holding it in, in, in holding or standing by it. Maybe she's not holding it because she's not one of the that squad, but she's standing by, and that flag is ablazing with the flaming raven Zora, the Zora uh -huh. <laughs> uh, uh, lit on fire last time. Nice. Yeah. And I, I think uh, I'm just going to add a little bit of flavor to that. Uh, you know, Flavia um, is, uh, she's an orite. So like, you know, this sort of ceremony is, is not her first rodeo on ceremonies, right? Um, so she, you know, handles herself how is expected of her and stuff. And she's, she's very proud of herself and her, you know, uh, soldiers and stuff. Uh, but yeah, she sees that banner and you see her kind of like look down at her hand and see that like glow in the veins and like, she's a little unsettled by it. Nice. Very cool. Um, I, I imagine that there's like applause from the- Oh yeah. Like, I would like to ask Sean, since we've established that your scout gets asked first, are you the first to applaud? Because if not, then it's Zora. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the only. I think this is the moment where, uh, where um, Cobalt Ridge Blaze like was trying to like hold onto the banner, and she and she literally like shoves it into the hands of Gray Wafting Smoke, and it's like yeah, Zora's chosen. <laughs> um, yes, there are ways in which Cobalt Raging Blaze is sort of taking Crimson Rising Tide's place, even though he was yet a rookie and she's a specialist, uh, you know, as Ponyar and as close to one another, she's uh, definitely rooting. So yeah, she is definitely cheering, first thing. Very cool. Is that, uh, is that a sufficient scene? Yeah. Uh, did we do, uh, so, so you would know this, uh, Lord Keeper, did we do a back in camp scene last time? We did not do a back. I mean, we okay. did it at the beginning, the time? But not, not since then. I think it's time. Let's do it. Uh, so <laughs> this is our last available high morale scene on the list. So choosing is easy for me this time. Nice. Uh, a squad talks about home and asks their captain about theirs. Um, so I'm going to look at our squads here and see who we have. Um, who do we want to see more of? Well, we've seen a hell of a lot of ravens. So if you want to see yeah. how the ravens are handling coming back from that mission, that could still be fun. Mm -hmm. But if you want to see something different, um, I don't know that anybody else has gotten massive screen time. Yeah, the lions have been referenced a lot, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. We had a few of them on the mission last time. Um, and the silver stags definitely have a... Not Silver Tag, sorry. The Star Vipers definitely have a like chip on their shoulder. But they're uh, right leader. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's been largely mollified, but they definitely have felt uh, over, over, uh, overlooked. Um, I know one of the ghost owls is really envious of Flavia's grenades. And um, yeah, and we know that the Ember Wolves were super successful in the last mission. If any of those. Okay. The Ember Wolves. All right. Um, I think I. Okay, I'm gonna pick Ghost Owls just because I love the name Fuchsia Shouting Riot. This the winning That's, name. It's it's the best name. Um. Okay, so. Uh, squad talks about home and asks the captain about theirs. Um, now the ghost owls. Remember, everybody in the ghost owls died, including Indigo, except mm -hmm. for Lucretia, who was right. super mad at Crimson, and then Crimson right. got killed. Yes, so, Lucretia is the only original member of the ghost owls from all. Yeah, of the uh, that's that uh, seems cool. Yeah. Um. Is Lucretia the captain of the Ghost Owls? Yep. Yeah, we have it I in think her notes so. Yeah. That she is the she is the de facto leader of the Ghost Owls because there was a point where she was the only member. Yeah. <laughs> so she basically yeah. became corporal by living. Sometimes oh, all you need yeah. to survive. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think this is after um, the the ceremony, right? Nobody from the ghost owls was promoted, correct? Correct. They're all, yeah, no, it's four rookies. Um, she also, yeah, she's also a rookie. Uh, but a sort of captain rookie. Um, yeah, so I, I think this is after the medal ceremony. And I think we're all eating together, right? Because that's our thing. Um, nobody eats alone. Um, I think every one of her scenes has been at the eating hall too. I think so. Like two yeah. scenes with yeah. with uh, uh, with her in them, and they've both been over meals. I mean, we could do something else if you want to see her. No, like, I love it. Okay, okay. I think it's great. I'm super cool. a fan. Yeah. Um, I I didn't specifically make that sort of um you know belief that we hold or like rule that we hold specifically because i wanted to see a lot of eating scenes but it's it's worked out well i'm i'm enjoying it yeah. um okay so we have uh lucretia who wants to i want i want jay to play lucretia i don't think we've seen you play her if that's okay no that's no it's fine um, I want to play Fuchsia Shouting Riot because I have that control. Sean, yeah. um, do you want to play Sergey or? Sure, I'll play Sergey. Okay, you play Sergey. And uh, John, do you want to play Gordiano? Yeah. I am. I have uh, about Sergey, I have that uh, he's jealous of Flavia having grenades mm -hmm. and that he's horse folk. That he's horse folk? Yeah. I don't know what that means. So this is a, this is a little bit a little bit surprising to me because in the character sheet it says Sergey is Panyar, which is not. I mean, I would take that as a Sergey definitely has a Zemyari. Yeah, uh, there's actually a, a a fun fact. I don't know if you care. Uh, yeah. 
it's the fact that being Panyar is not a question of genetics. Uh, right. Well, actually, n- none of these cultures are a question of genetics. They're all a question of culture. But um, if you live for 13 years in Panya, you can get um, animal traits. And that's generally when, like, the, the big nasties of the forest stop hunting you. And most of the Panyar recognize you as being, like, a local. Yeah, yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah, so Sergey is... possible, although... Uh, if you had a color, uh, there's no color for people from the outside, right? Like your your mother tends to give you your color when you're born. If you're an orphan, you get silver. But if you're an outsider, you have no color, so you're white. <laughs> All right. So rookie Sergey Grogovich, white. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, it's like white something, and then if you did a deed, would be your pioneer name. Right. So would they, do they get new names? They can. Remember yeah. that the way that you get your second name in Panya is if you can get three adults to agree on what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's happened for Sergey yet. No. I think it's white, white Sergey Grigovich right now. Is, <laughs> that's the best Panya oh name. <laughs> yeah, because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, la- I, I want you to know I'm laughing my butt off right now. This is so good. Oh, uh, so <laughs> So that's your deep, uh, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. So, so what are we eating today, peoples? Who's 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 on cooking duty? Which which yeah, squad is true. assisting? Yeah. Hmm. I, I think mean, we're what? eating. Uh, I think we're eating something that they can't. They brought back from the Ember Wolves. Brought back. Uh, I think Sunrender was the reward for that um, thing, but it was also like deep in the wild forests, and I feel like they found mm. some uh, some wild uh, growing fruits and veggies out there that are not uh, that are not part of our common staple. It's not enough to be called supplies by any stretch. Yeah, but, um, I think yeah, it's we're, like we're, one good meal. Yeah, it's like one good meal. Or at least an awesome dish that everyone's excited about. Yeah. yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's like a particular orite amongst your laborers who gets the day off and they make a famous fruit tort. Uh, so you actually get dessert this time. So like, wow. sweet, sweet. It doesn't have slices. turnips in it. It doesn't have exactly. turnips in it, yeah. I mean, there is, there is of course the appetizer, which is a salad. <laughs> plus turnips and yeah, there is radishes. the standard meal which is a, a hearty stew probably has turnips in it yeah. but there is dessert sans turnips so <laughs> sometimes there's turnip burgers i, I think they're radishes actually radishes, radishes have been our, our staple so radish salad yeah, is i think it's common but yeah yeah, yeah. your quarter your zemiati quartermaster is is more than happy to supply you with radishes it looks like a whole nother crop it's just about to be ready too um, <laughs> yay radish. Cool. Uh, Jen, do you want to open the scene or do you want one of us? Yeah. To... Um, yeah. Uh, somebody else do it. My brain is being weird today. Cool. We're as- For clarity, we're asking uh, Cadet Lucretia Bolivia, uh, Bolivio about her. We- we're talking about her homes and we're asking about. We're talking about her homes and we're asking her about hers. Yeah. Yeah. So um... you just, you just, just got your name and you didn't have to like do anything before. I've been working for years. I worked for year, years to get a name and it's still white Sergey Grigovich. Do you have <laughs> any idea? Do you see these horse ears? 
you see? Three Panyard to agree on anything. I okay? got the ears. I'm my of, name was a freak indeed. Okay. Tattoos. I'm marked. I am a marked Panyard. Corruption. Stay away. It's like touching me, and yet I still can't get a name. Oh. so easy. So easy. You had it. I what, think what, I steal part of your dessert. <laughs> what great deed did you do? What great deed did you do to get a name? Uh, I think I get real close in your face and I go, I shout really loud. <laughs> I think like whatever I'm holding, it's like splash. <laughs> hey, don't waste that. <laughs> that, is, that is precious dessert. You do not get this every day. Right, that's fair, that's fair. Scoop it up. <laughs> It's fine. I'll eat it off my boot. I don't care. Five second rule. <laughs> or in this case, 30 minute rule. If it doesn't move on its own rule. <laughs> nice. Do you, do you have tort, uh, Lucretia? Do you have this, uh, this dish? I think so, but I think she's uh, just kind of Messing around, pushing it around in the dish. Uh, not really into it, into it. Her brain someplace else. Yeah. Uh, there's this, this Crimson Rising Tide was Panyar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Was, yeah. There's that conversation about names, and uh, uh, she's just pushing her tort around in the dish. Uh, and then she looks up and she says, how did Crimson Rising Tide get his name? I mean, he served with you, right? No, no, he served with uh, those ravens. Yeah, with the ravens. I mean, he had his name before he came to the Legion, right? But... You can deconstruct it, right? So Crimson is given by a parent. Um, uh, rising is something that you could get at least three adults to agree on usually around the age of like 13, 12, 12 to 14 when you get your uh, mark. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all as a group get to decide what you gained the deed name tied for. Um, I, I Usually, but not always, it can be a reference to something that's related. So maybe there is a deed where you have to like travel on water for an extended period of time or maybe hunt a very giant fish like right killed yeah. a shark with a spear or something i just know he was really young and apparently really brave like brave slash stupid. sharks with spears is very brave and stupid just saying <laughs> yeah. but it can be anything it could be like climb a high mountain it can mm -hmm. be like yeah. the panyar recognize like essentially what they really want from people is to focus their minds and do something that isn't trivial to accomplish right like that requires training and or planning and some people just get lucky and some people are just super buff and they do it. But like to get the deed name wind, you have to travel away from the forest of, forest of Panya on foot for a year and a day. And so um, that's, that's an example of a deed. Uh, yeah. There is another deed name that's gotten for a sword form, I think, but I don't remember what it is offhand. So oh. carry on. You can invent whatever you like. I think. Uh, <laughs> what do you this? get for the deed name Grigorovich? <laughs> <laughs> that's my point um what's what's the name of the river that is uh that river that we crossed the very beginning of the campaign uh the, the, the tigeria yeah the tigeria um 
I think, and Panya, if I remember correctly, is in the, thank you, Jen, for that. <laughs> uh, oh no, Panya is over on the east. Panya is not near yeah, that, yeah. never mind. Um, there's an archipelago that kind of drifts down from yeah, it. Yeah, I think Rising Tide like had to like literally swim upstream um, at, like a very long distance. He, he just had like incredible endurance and it was like a seven day trek to get to the top to the to the, the font of the stream right. to uh, fish from the, the, the spring that uh, that, uh, that, he had, that he had to go to. So the fishing wasn't dangerous. It was the swimming upstream for seven days. And right. he was never allowed to touch land. Uh, he had to swim all the way there and he could hold on and uh, he could hold onto a rock. He could sleep in a little nook, but he had to stay in the water the entire stay time. In the water. Gotcha. He never, gotcha. never got to touch land until he re- until he returned with a, a still live fish he had to carry with him. That's that's my. No, that's good. That's good. Um... <laughs> Crimson rising salmon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's good. She says uh, as she's still pushing that turtle around. Uh, maybe she takes a big bite, right? Uh, and you can see her eyes kind of well up a little bit. Uh, and uh, she says, uh, that's dumb. That's stupid. He's so stupid, right? And then she's just filling her mouth with the tort. <laughs> you going to be okay? Oh, no, it's just my heart. Carry on. It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I love these scenes. You, you folks are, are really touching me. It's, it's great. Keep going. Um, I mean, yeah, he was stupid. That was his thing. <laughs> like he was stupid he never backed down it's and it true. eventually got him killed but i heard he died really pretty gloriously i mean he was always just trying to do the right thing remember when he saved all of those people by like getting us all to to go getting everyone to go rescue a ton of people from i mean indigo like, didn't lockdown? come back from that mission yeah but how many oh it, sean knew this but but me. <laughs> but White Gregorovich didn't. Oh, oh. Right. Indigo was an owl, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she just kind of, she's in her tort now. She's in her tort now. <laughs> the bowl's probably empty, but she's. she's Picking out the like last. Scraping, scraping yeah. the last bits. Oh, man. In her cups, but in her tort. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. Do you want to end it there, Jay? Yeah, I I, yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know that we really got the chance to ask about Lucretia's home life, but I think we yeah, still no, learned a lot was, about her. This is great, this right? Is and great. I think I my my thought was she was always going to deflect to find out more about Crimson. Yeah, I love it. That's so good. I added a note that she's in her tort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that is my new right in the tort. <laughs> right in the tort. Chad, I love it. All right. Um, cool. So that's our uh, back at camp scene. Good job, everybody. Uh, I have a question. Does anybody have any free play scenes they want to do? Uh, we're still in Gallows Pass, right? You are. Then nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I mean, just for me. <laughs> I mean, same. 
Cool. There's a, there is a moment where uh, I'm going to do just the briefest of briefs. We've done this before. It's where Zora collects a whole shit ton of weapons and puts them in the ground and then stands in front of them like she's, or behind them, I guess, where, mm. where she's waiting for a challenger. Mm-hmm. What's I going on with Miltali? Yeah, yeah, but Miltali was just like, F this, I'm not doing this. And then he stopped yeah. coming, which is yeah. yeah. So who, who, who's going who's gonna to challenge her? <laughs> Nobody I, I actually I actually don't know that Flavia would challenge Zora. At, well, no, fuck. Yes. Flavia will challenge Zora. Let's just do this. She yeah. she, she, she she when when Flavia steps up, mm-hmm. Zora grins as if like she posed a riddle and somebody got the right answer. Yeah. But she doesn't say anything like mm-hmm. specific. She just yeah. picks up a weapon and you're familiar with this drill. You're just not as big or as buff as Mitali necessarily. Right. Because she pushes you hard. Do you want to roll uh-huh. some dice and see how it goes? I would love to. That would be great. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you've got some skirmish, right? At least. Yeah. I'll roll some throw skirmish as a, as a fortune pool. Let's see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> over too. All right. Okay. Uh, so, so what am I? What am I rolling? Sorry. Just skirmish. And if you roll it like risky standard, is fine. We know it's just a okay, fortune yeah, roll yeah. with that many dice. well okay then better than Vitaly did I think (laughs) I think I think there's what's what's Flavia's weapon of choice uh other than grenades yeah no uh it's uh didn't she have like a big old axe like a big old giant meat cleaver I I think she's got a big old meat cleaver it's Um, like a sword sized meat cleaver right yes Mm mm-hmm like a ridiculous combination between a sword and a cleaver. It's like a it's like a buster sword, only slightly. Uh, so I'm gonna start narrating a thing, and you tell me how you react, and then we'll play the ending off of that. Is that cool? Yeah, great. Uh, I think Zora like just she starts fighting shitty. Uh, not like failing, but like yeah, striking yeah. your feet, tripping you up, using oh. tactics that are way beneath and any sort of yeah. like honorable yeah. warrior, right? Yeah. Uh, and and anytime you do trip and fall down, she kind of turns around and gives you kind of like a cold shoulder and says, stand up faster. And like anytime you like miss a parry or something, she's just like faster. And she like keeps pushing you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do? Wh- wh- what are you feeling? What's in your heart? I think the first time she does it, um, it's a mix of <clears throat> like annoyance, but but like at her, but also at myself. Um, but the more she does it, the more I'm just like, cool, I'm not playing a fucking game anymore. I'm going to fight as hard as I can. And you can, you can, you know, say faster, harder, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and she like, she just gets like tunnel vision. Um, she's until she's probably not even hearing Zora anymore. Awesome. So there is probably a moment where Zora goes into a flawless parry block with like Uh a spear and that cleaver just goes right through her spear and like does one of those like stops like an inch from her from her Uh head uh and she looks at it and then looks at your arm and you realize that your veins are glowing Uh you and she gives you the exact same smile she did when you picked up a weapon she goes Uh good and then that's that's it Uh (laughs) and then Flavia's teeth crack from grinding them (laughs) Uh, she just says perfect. tomorrow. 
and then oh. just walks off as if like <laughs> this is the plan all along and i think i think flavia is it are we on stone or is it like like dirt ground it's gravelly mountainside um okay. so flavia just like chucks that meat cleaver into the ground I think probably there's like a chunk and there's just like a dent in the stone when this thing hits. Yeah. Zora looks over her shoulder at it briefly and <laughs> seems satisfied. So. I'm so glad she's satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> you find weights randomly left in your tent. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah, Zer's Zer, Zer, uh, real happy with you. You, you know, random Thank stuff you. is going to happen. Like you'll wake yeah. up dangling 50 feet yep. off a cliffside on a rope. Yep. You just hear, climb faster. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cool, 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 cool. Great, it's perfect, All right. I love it. That's it for me. Are we going to do uh, a quick rotation of uh, campaign actions and then we'll throw up the missions? That sounds great, yeah. Right. Um, Marshall. <laughs> How much, what's her morale? Uh, uh, yeah, I have to look at that. That's I believe it was ten. I think it's ten, but yeah, yeah I'll double check that. There's a Marshall sheet like somewhere yep. on that list. I, I found it, and I am looking. That's under it's. Uh, is it under her character sheet? I have the Marshall sheet. I just don't know which. It sh it should be under bio. Oh, under bio. Because there's not really character sheets yet. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see it. All right. I'm fairly certain it was 10 because I think okay. at the end of the previous session, we were down to eight. We had two things. I did a Liberty then, got it up to 10, and we didn't lose any morale last session. We didn't lose it. No, no one died, and we didn't have any morale penalties. So we had time. And Holy cow, do I like that picture for an all right, Marshall. Yeah, it it's, is, pretty it's pretty hot. It is super yeah, it's that's that's really well picked. I heard it. It's got that 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 crispness, that that all right, like sense of poise, and I I love the detail on the coat and the jewelry. It's just ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's the hair. <laughs> yeah, everything about that picture screams awesome. All right, person. Yep. Love it here. Hold on, everyone. Everyone in chat's like, what are you talking about? Let me pull this up. There we go. There is Katarina, Marshall Katarina. Okay, so assuming we're at 10, uh, Marshall, I am not gonna do a liberty action. The troops are just fine. We had an incredible success last time. Of course. Um, so, uh, Trush, can you tell me what the asset rating of Gallows Pass is? Uh, I'd be shocked if it isn't zero. I'd be shocked if it isn't zero either, but I'm just asking. There's nothing up here in the mountains. It is- Oh darn. By the way, for those of you that haven't seen it, sweet, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. art, that good art. Uh, all right, Gallows Pass assets rating zero, yes. Yeah, all right, so we're not doing any of that business. Um, so the first thing I wanna do, cause I can do this in any order I want, right? Um, I'm gonna find out how well our alchemists work on the, um, on the uh, fuel conversion project. Should be pretty good. So, so let's see. How many alchemists do you have? I have two. So two d six. Let's see it. Yeah. So let's roll myself a fortune roll. Um. Oh no, quartermaster doesn't have a thing on sheet. I'll just roll two d six. That's fine. 
All right, progress says four. Okay. Two. So two ticks. Two ticks on the fuel conversion. That means it's one away from being complete. Arg. Um, I can't do multiple actions on that. I can't like buy more alchemist actions. They just go. Nope, it's one and one. Okay. However, now you get to roll for corruption. Yes, I do. Uh, let me choose. Let me advance this clock though. Choose. Okay. So now we're gonna roll the same pool for corruption. Correct. Uh, that's bad. That's real bad. So you get two corruption to spread amongst your uh, your alchemists as you please. Yeah. As I please. How about not at all? Sadly, uh, it's got to go somewhere. I well, at least it's not a terrible project. Otherwise, it would have been three corruption. Yeah. All right. So we're, 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 I think everybody's involved in it. So we're splitting this evenly between, um, where are you? Where are you, my peoples? Uh, we're splitting this evil to between mine alchemist Ruben Garossi and Landgrave Arar Rodano. Uh, so they each will gain one. They're fine. Everybody's fine. Um, and then uh, I'm going to ask, uh, long-term projects are based off of, or long-term projects are based off of uh, an action you pick, right? Correct, it is the skill of a specialist. You have to choose a specialist to front the, the project and then they roll. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm uh, gaming what, this a little bit. What kind of thing are you? I want to work on uh, getting our line, our Linesburg laborers to, uh, to, um, um, to be, um, uh, to, to turn into laborers. When I, I want to, I want more laborers for my labor. Track. Uh, you also may want to start on some siege weapon clocks. I'm just saying. Oh, that's true. We do need some siege weapons. That's a good point. What's a siege weapon clock? Is it six? Unless you can convince me that you have some funky parts. Yeah, it's six. We already I mean, have some parts that we literally stole from a camp last time. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> take it all the way back, but their camp would have been destroyed. They would have run away. You could have just taken it. Yeah, it's a four clock. All right. Okay. That's a really good flashback there, Jen. Plus yeah. one. Uh, as as uh, <laughs> refugee audacity would say, that's good role playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Josh. Will you give me a four tick clock? Yeah, um, making it happen right now. And I always forget uh, which tab these clocks are on. One second. I know. I, I, as you can see, I just have clocks all around. It's all uh, good. It's all good. But yeah, we did we did steal their siege weapons, so makes total sense. Uh, I think that's in Flav I think critical parts are in Flavia's pocket. Um, and uh, I can't see, we can't see the name on it because I'm working on it. I, 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 I haven't even typed it in yet. I'm, you have I'm, to do that thing. Yeah. There we go. Uh, in the meantime, I will have um, the steam engines project be completed. Um, so we'll so spend it. It's done. Yeah, I have I have three laborers worth, so that project will be complete. And then I have one laborer left because that was only two ticks. So we're gonna put one on the siege digits. Thank you. Awesome. Um, I'm not feeling the need to to do it immediately. I, I feel like we can advance that. So, uh, are there people out here, Josh? Very very few. Uh, mostly 
uh, goat herds, people on a few pilgrimages, very, very, very seldom uh, you'll find somebody who's just hates civilization and wants to hide up there. Uh, you do see some refugees, you know, coming through, trickling from different places that have either, they're just moving slower than you. It's really, yeah. There's not a lot of supplies. Yeah. Um, wow, I'm amazed. I am. I, am, I have a, a, a bounty. Like I could recruit uh, rookies right now, but it doesn't seem like a good place to do it. Mm-mm. Um, Marshall, do you want me to allow people to do some rest and re- rehabilitation? What well... Do, we have um, we have a few people, particularly from the last mission, that were a little stressed out. Um, and there's one person who's injured. Um, we have at least two people injured. Uh, yeah. Voya, uh, Voya, Flavia. Flavia, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess either is okay. I was planning on putting Voyas on one of these missions. Um, uh, because the for mechanical reasons um, yeah. but uh, yeah they only have one I have, like i have this uh, sense actually, of spare actions it seems so wrong it seems so- <laughs> that's what so- happens when you crit on on second i was gonna say like you got spare actions or morales at 10 like- i know like the idea of doing liberty right now seems silly uh when our morales at 10 if you do a rest and recovery, um, both injured people will be recovered, uh, which may be useful. Yeah, but but injury doesn't affect religious missions. Are you sending Voyas on the primary or the secondary mission? Secondary. Uh, yeah, so the, for the mechanical purpose, the secondary mission, um, because Voyas has level two harm, and that doesn't really interfere with the mission, um, then if they take level two harm again, then when they take one more healing take, they clear both. Yeah, days. forget it. I'm not doing it. I'm okay. I'm just working on, I can't acquire work assets. More projects. I'm working on more projects. More clocks for me. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this feels like one of those phone games where you just make numbers go up. You just get clocks, you tap them a lot and then they fill and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right. So I'm sending specialists to do work. I'm going to spend specialist uh, Ria Manabar, uh, the Bar- Barton medic, to uh, go um, put some uh, discipline in the, uh, in the in the minds of those uh, Linesburg laborers uh, and uh, remind them uh, that they got to um, they you know they got to contribute to the camp. So uh, mind if you already have three laborers, I'm not 100% sure what filling clock will do, but if I already have three it. laborers, yeah, you're maxed on laborers at the moment. No, I have two laborers and a hammer. Never mind. Yes, then this is a great plan. You should do it <laughs> because then I have effectively four laborers. Oh my god, I have two laborers and a hammer of Montiar. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a hammer. Uh, actually, I have a question. <laughs> what are you doing with Sunrender? That I was just going to ask that very same question. Oh gosh, Sunrender. Okay, so like the quartermaster doesn't have personal quarters anymore. Uh, he just has, he just has, he just sleeps out, out in front and he just has one tent with a hammer of Matiar in it and another tent with Sunrender and like at least one squad each guarding each of these tents. Um, yeah. So I think it's, I think it's Sunrender. So you think is, a squad is going to stop Zoro from taking one of those things. Yeah. And he sleeps in between the two of them. He doesn't want the two of them next to each other and he doesn't want the two of them, uh, you know, so yeah, I think um, Sunrender is, is, 
not yeah it's very it's locked up in his only chest the hammer matyar is in use it's been it's pounding away at that uh steam engine but sunrunner is locked up in a in the biggest chest that he has cool. uh to keep it away from zora awesome um what does sunrunner do again what is this thing it's a golden spear no one's touched it yet apparently yeah it pierces armor question mark we don't know. Okay. We tried. <laughs> we tried. I'm kind of curious what would happen if Flavia picked it up, but I guess we'll have to I do play, that. huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, as much as I like your idea of, um, of of getting more laborers, perhaps testing the spear. <laughs> oh, no, no, you should totally get more laborers. I was just mildly curious yeah. because uh, somebody mentioned like, oh yeah, the hammer and mate are used every day, and and it's like. But what about Sunrender? Who holds a Sunrender? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, John. We're gonna find out what Sunrender does. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna find out the fun way. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it runs suns clearly. <laughs> we're gonna throw that thing into the sun. Live weapons test. Yeah. <laughs> next. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, we're gonna give it to Flavia next time she's sparring with Zora. Uh, all right. Uh, yes. So, Flavia, uh, not Flavia. Sorry, Ria. Would you, um, would you roll? Would you discipline those laborers and get them? Um... I was gonna say, if memory serves, Ria is not particularly good at discipline. Oh no. Oh, she's, she's great at discipline. She's Never great mind. At discipline. I, that's what. What? what I'm great at boats. Uh, <laughs> Ria, yeah. It's almost like Ria's been played a bunch because she has the crap ton of dots. Yeah, she's, it's the reason why I, I... It's almost like the medic can go on any mission. Uh, am I just rolling risky standard? And we'll yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just take it as a fortune roll. It's good. Hey, it's nice. a three picks on that clock. Rhea is a boss. Rhea is a super boss. You want to you tell me how you... Uh... <clears throat> so this is actually a really easy question to answer. Uh, Rhea is uh, not doing great mentally, right? Um like we've had this, these big wins and stuff, but like her heart is elsewhere. And uh, so she, I, I think that she, not in like a mean abusive way, but she just channels all of her worry for Zyanova into um, teaching these people to be better laborers. Nice. Right? I'm about it. So um, Shrush, I can work on two different, lo two long-term projects as long as they're different ones, right? Correct. And but you have spent both of your actions, right? I don't think so. Wait, what? No. Awesome. I rolled awesome. my alchemist. That's I rolled true. my That's alchemist true. and I advanced my, I used the laborers that I had. Yeah. How did this even happen? All right. Yeah. I it. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Rhea, guess what? After you're done with that, the quartermaster says, now I need you to go work on that siege engine with the, uh, I need you to go look up the, the, the schematics to uh for that siege engine i would like you to research how to build yep. siege engines so okay. just when you thought you were free i'm sending you to do more work yep. um i think <laughs> i think in a, in a tiny micro uh, free play scene we see ria literally sticking her tongue out at the quartermaster yeah that's it that's the whole thing quartermaster says it's cold up here don't do that they'll freeze okay well here's my bad roll it's, ah, it's, it's okay it's okay <laughs> that's one tick on the siege engines you are right. so busy with those laborers you're just like uh, you did your best yeah uh great so so the quartermaster is delighted to have all these clocks moving forward and we have we have uh food we have uh we can't acquire assets so uh yep 
I am calling that good. <laughs> Judd had the best quote. That's why I don't get good at anything. Once the QM finds out, you're good at things. The QM just like, great. Somewhere, somehow, Zora leans in and just whispers, Beware the farmer. <laughs> <laughs> he is relentless. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is our quartermaster. Oh, yeah. chat is so good. All right. Uh, cool. So that's the end of that. Uh, we're going to have missions, which uh, if somebody wants to tap, type uh, exclamation point mission in, in chat, you can see them. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we're, we're gearing up for the mission phase. Uh, we're going to have to turn it over to Jay. Oh, actually, the first question we have to ask is do we advance? <laughs> yes, yes, we shall advance. And now we get the bad rule for Gallows Pass. You ready? The bad rule is the special rule is there is not a lot of good paths through here, and finding the way forward is just difficult. A lot of the bridges are not in excellent commission, and you have to. Sorry, I've got, I've got a little cat fur floating here. Uh, I've got a tiny cat right next to me. But um, uh, you you, it's going to take plus one time, no matter what you roll. Uh. When advancing at plus one time, there's no clear route. Bridges that would allow for easy access have not been upkept. So your builders and laborers are probably also busy consuming some of your supplies, trying to get some of these like hanging bridges all set up, reinforcing certain bridges so that wagons and radishes and other things can uh, pass over them and so on. So, uh, Jay, yeah. uh, what's our pressure? Uh, it looks like one. Well, uh, Zora is the star of the dawn, so that goes to zero. So if you want to roll two dice, take the worst, uh, or roll, z roll zero effect, uh, we'll, we'll adjust it by that. I'm going to reset your pressure because we're advancing. All right. Two dice. Yeah. Ow. Nice. That's... Take it, taking the one. Yep, that's a good, <laughs> yep. I'm glad we rolled zero dice on that. Yep. That, that is the reason to uh, roll dice. However, this means that the second clock is now complete. Yeah. So I am going to... Um, I, I also, when time advances, uh, there's also food. one I have, to, I have to mark on food. Well... Yep, you get a full full thingy of food. Yes, the radishes have come to, to roost, as it were. Uh, so this is your last clock, and I would like to point out that you have nine time remaining, uh, nine, nine, nine time segments. And we have to get two Skydiver Keep before that runs out. Is that correct? Or we have that to do is, more than that? Uh, no, you have to get two Skydiver Keep. Right. Uh, so you've got, you've got some time. You've got one, two, three advances. Oh, actually, I don't have the tokens for... Uh, uh on the high road there but I'll, I'll get there before next time so you have to you have to advance to Kalisco. you have to advance them on the high road and then uh this kind of keep one so as long as you keep that time low you should be okay but uh oh guess what i believe one of these missions has a time penalty Ooh. oh no uh, so uh beware beware the time penalties uh all right cool so, uh, Talgon Forest, let me, let me read from this gorgeous book. Sassy mm, uh, book. <laughs> uh, I'm going to show, show folks uh, that are here some cool art. Uh, this is the... Oh, hang on. Get my... There we go. 
we got some sweet sweet arts for Talgon. You can see there's standing stones and the like. Now the book has a particular story and we're going to change it a little bit because in our campaign different things have happened. So here it says uh, the forest heart is dark and thick and it makes it difficult to traverse. The only real place to camp is Harug, a holy site to the Horned One, ringed with carved stones. For no visible reason, the forest doesn't encroach within. The site itself is made of smooth stone platforms with holy patterns carved into them, small alcoves carved into trees, and ornate pathways that lead between them. The sole attendant of this site is a dour-robed man named Rowan, who has dedicated his life to the Horned One. Rowan's panyar traits are more excessive than most and include goat horns and odd bark-like skin. Uh, here, the broken are at a disadvantage. Uh, the forced beasts resent their presence and are likely to turn their rage on them. Consequently, undead in the forest are few and far more likely to mount ambushes than assault a fortified position. The chosen is too valuable, too valuable a prize to forget entirely and defeating the legion would earn the Cinder King's favor. But it's no easy task to follow the Legion into here. Talgon is one of the most pristine places left in Aldermark, but that does not make it safe. The forest does not care for intruders, and the Legion are only marginally better than their undead counterparts in the eyes of the things that call the forest home. So uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Talgon Forest was grown actually from a, a, a sapling brought from the heart tree of Panya itself. Nice. Uh, and it has the same giant beasts and slight weirdness that happens in the forest of Panya as well. Uh, there are Aldermani Panyar that live and grow here. So let me tell you a little bit about what changes, right? So like you folks have to go through the forest with Zora sort of like forging the path with you. And, you know, occasionally she has to like flare her sword to scare off like 20 foot at the shoulder tall wolves, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, massive deer. Uh, you know, like if you ever seen a moose, those things are terrifying. But imagine a giant moose. Uh, anyway, so yeah, by the time you make it to the forest heart, uh, a couple of things happen. One, this forest heart is no longer abandoned and empty. There's actually a whole bunch of people here. And if you remember, it's the refugees that came ahead of you uh, that were led by a famous pioneer scout who actually, pro who is the son of Rowan. And uh, as you folks rejoin uh, Zyanova and uh, I was about to say Metalia, I don't mean Metalia, I mean Mariyevich, oh, yes. the Kingfisher Knight, uh, and the, the remainder of, of a squad that was sent on this mission, uh, you also notice, you, you're expecting to see uh, this uh, the scout who has a name, hang on one second. Uh, I looked it up. Indigo Ranging Storm, yeah. You expect Indigo Ranging Storm to feel at home, but there's obviously some tension uh, between uh, him and his father. Uh, they don't seem to be on particularly good terms. He's usually like, for lack of a better term, he's sulking. Um, so like, yeah, you, you know, he seems a little off. Uh, he doesn't seem like super comfortable here. He doesn't seem super, super happy, but there's a lot of people and there, the forest actually has plenty of goods. Uh, so like there's fruits, uh, uh, there's actually surprisingly little meat, but you get the sense that that's because people don't want to murder random forest creatures because they're terrified <laughs> that the woods will do something bad to them. Uh, so by, go ahead. There's a difference between, there's a difference between don't want to and can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrified too. Uh, yeah. Well, not every, not every creature that you've seen has been of the massively oversized variety, right? Mm -hmm. These things are called great beasts and they're not actually that common. Um, 
when I say not that common, I mean, in our world, you would never see one, but like they do need to eat, which means that if there's like a thousand of them, the forest would be depopulated in short order. Uh, so there are some, but they're probably number in the dozens versus like the hundreds, right? Like you, you will see one definitely coming in, but you're not going to see one every like 10 feet. There are also normal sized deer that those giant wolves eat and, you know, things like that. So, uh, big cats. Uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's, 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 uh, where you folks are situated and, uh, kind of settled in and, um, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, throw the missions up here. So, uh, Looking at the missions, uh, there are two in particular. Uh, the first mission is called Wounded Wolf. And uh, it is a wild and glory religious mission. Uh, so the, the mission is as follows. Uh, Any Raging Storm actually talks to you folks and mentions that he's not particularly in love with staying here and he's been cooperating with the Legion. And Zyanova's managed to convince him that the fight against the Cinder King is for the best. So he's been kind of reluctant to commit to joining the Legion. He's like, well, the people here need me, you know, who's gonna hunt for them, that kind of stuff. Uh, but he comes to you in kind of a bit of a panic. And he mentions that his dad, and by the way, if you see Rowan, Rowan looks like, I don't know, looks like he was made by like Weta Workshop or like, you know, Jim Henson, right? Like. He's, he's got these like horns and he's like got a, a, a kind of a gnarled staff with like little ropes and crystal thingies on it. And he's all like, and he's just, you know, he looks like something out of the dark crystal, right? Um, so he's, his, his dad uh, has had a vision uh, from the horned one. And, and, and his dad is like, yes, there is a giant animal that is currently trapped uh, by one of these, uh, one of, one of uh, the undead troops. And he's planning to go and see what he can do. And this, this pioneer comes to you folks and, and speaks to, you know, whoever as high up in command as he can reach, probably Zyanova plus someone else, and says, look, uh, my dad is going to go out there and he's going to get himself killed. And, like, if you folks are willing to go out and help with this mission, um, I will join the Legion. You know, you folks have seen me in action. I'm, I'm a scout extraordinaire. Um, Let's let's fight the good fight together, but I need this as a favor, right? So like, uh, it's a it's a mission where the reward is Indigo Ranging Storm will join the Legion, and he's kind of a beefcake scout if you look at his stat line. Uh, he gets plus two actions, plus one ability, and then the mission penalties are plus one pressure, minus one morale. So knowing that the undead have another horrible snake-like monstrosity out there uh, is not going to be good for morale. Uh, the second mission is called Red Acanthus, which I named it that specifically so that Sean would laugh. Yes, excellent. Go me. It's a reference to playtest from this weekend. I'm sorry. Um, it is a, a another religious mission. Uh, and this is where we find out why Rowan and his son don't get along. Uh, by the way, if anybody asks Rowan, they're like, what is your full Panyar name? Rowan's like, the only deed you need to know about is the one that I am named for. You will call me what I ask. Uh, so uh, Rowan's son... And, and him apparently have this problem because Rowan's his actual like biological kid. And uh, you know, he, he, he's like, gosh, dad, uh, like Rowan seems to care more for his apprentice uh, who's a, a priestess. Uh Oh, did we lose someone? Oh no, we lost a- uh... John! We lost a John. Oh, come back to us. Ooh. All right, well- Get him on the internet. I'll finish video... telling the story. Video looks wonky, but uh, we will survive. Uh, so the second mission actually 
gets you uh i rolled exceptional asset and i was like uh-huh exceptional so i like rolled and i was like oh, freaking exceptional that's six and then i rolled some extra dice so uh rowan's apprentice is actually uh silver singing twilight it's uh uh she is a priestess of the horned one and she knows secret she actually spent time outside of this forest um and she actually got a degree from a university in ore and she actually knows alchemy and she returned here and she's been studying the alchemical properties of herbs that only grow in the heart of the forest uh so she's willing to come along with the legion and act as an alchemist that also has some mercy like properties with her poultices um but uh she requires a specific catalyst. She needs she needs a, a reaping of a specific plant called the red acanthus, which grows in uh, a cave nearby. And uh, she mentions that it's guarded by a great beast. Uh, so she needs some legionnaires what are willing to to tango with some terrifyingly large animal uh, to come with her on basically a flower picking expedition, like you do. Uh, so. Uh, so that's it. That's our. Oop, hang on. I just got pinged. It's probably by John. Yeah. Uh, John just said his internet went down. He's trying to sort it out. Okay. So. Uh, so actually, why don't we take a brief break? Yeah. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have a John, and uh, we'll go from there. Does that sound? Oh, sounds uh, like a good plan to me. All right, everybody. We'll be back in a couple minutes. All right. Bye. Sounds good. I think I said it all in the uh, the intro. Honestly, um, I was delighted that we had radish salad uh, to go with our hearty stew and our fruit tort. And uh, we got to delve a little into the makings of a Ponyar name. Uh, and <laughs> Strash made a mission called Redacanthus, which is an inside joke from a Throne of the Void game where Redacanthus was the poison that kept getting passed around. Um, and uh, I played a, a duelist who was immune to Redicanthus, and it was a very Iocane patter kind of moment. Uh, it was delightful, and I uh, couldn't help but squeal a little when I found out that was the name of one of the, uh, one of the missions. Um, join us for the next session where we go uh, on that mission to uh, help out um, our, 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 our Rowan and our uh, our new potential uh, Ponyar Scout, and uh, and try and try and add him to the Legion, and we uh, face the, the sort of wild and untamed forests. It's good times. <laughs>